Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. This morning we are carrying on our theme of the month and maybe going into next month. And it's about living as a worshipper. So living a next step life, but as a worshipper. And to to carry on that theme, so last week we were, we were just meeting with God and Pastor Gary and David were just leading us through just how to connect with God in worship, how to meet with him. And it was just a flowy kind of morning where we just made, made room for God to kind of move and for us to connect with him. And that was a brilliant time. And this morning and next week as well, we're just going to be touching on prayer and how as a worshipper, as living a worship lifestyle, how we can also be a people of prayer or a person of prayer. Um, we're talking about this morning. So this morning's going to be about being a person, personal prayer and how we connect with God in prayer. And then next week, it's going to be more like um, as a group of people, corporately, how we connect with God. And we see God answer prayer and move in our prayer lives. So I'm just going to pray and then we'll, we'll jump straight into it. So Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for, for you speaking to us this morning, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you call us to come to you and to pray. Your word says to pray at all times, Father God. You, you encourage us to pray. And Father, we want to have a fresh release of prayer in our personal lives. We want you to kind of, your spirit to move in us, to encourage us, to move us to pray and to see prayers answered in our lives. So Father God, we thank you. Lord, just speak through me this morning. And Father, you do what you need to do in all of our lives. Amen. Okay. So we're going to look at, specifically kind of this one, we're going to look at the, our authority in prayer and, and what does it mean to take authority in prayer? What is it that God's given us? What is the authority that he's given us to pray? And I wanted to just start off this morning with, you know, when, when God actually, when we raise our children, for those of you who've got children, and obviously you've, always, you've all been children, been around children, um, you, you teach them how to do certain things in, in life and they grow up and then they kind of get on with it themselves. So you teach them how to walk, talk, eat, you know, feed themselves, um, go to the toilet, dress themselves, whatever. We've got a three-year-old Zion at the moment and he's kind of, you know, he's making those steps, he's making progress and he can do a lot of things himself at the moment. And, you know, with God, he actually does a similar thing with us. He teaches us how to do things and then he releases us to get on with it. So he does actually still work with us and through us and, and speaks through us and all of that. But actually, there's certain things in life that he, he tells us, right, you now go and do this. So with his disciples, he trained them, he equipped them, he was an example to them. And then he said, right, you guys go, I give you the power of, I give you my power. And, and he said, go and go and pray for people, go and you know, lead people to the Lord, lead people to me, show them the kingdom cast out demons, heal the sick, and he just released them to go. And God, we have, there's a bit of a, an expectation that God has on us to go and do the things that he's told us to do. He's not always going to jump into a situation and take control of it and do it for you or for me. He says, right, I've given you the anointing, I've given you my spirit, I've given you my word, I've given you... 
uh, all the direction that you need. Now go and do that thing. Yes, we need to hear from him. Yes, he still wants to do it through us, in us and through us. But actually, there's, there's a responsibility on us to do what he's asked us to do. Um, I want to give you a short testimony, and this is quite a, this is a bit of a personal testimony. I don't always open up too personally sometimes. But this is a bit of a personal testimony um, about this working in my life. So a few weeks ago, I, um, I was preaching. I think it was uh, the dedication, Jake and T's um, dedication of Rainer. And do you know what? After, after I preached that morning, there's lots of people here, lots going on. We had the bring and share after. Um, I kind of, I, I preached the message, ended the meeting, and literally, as I kind of stepped away from the, the lectern and, and just went to do the bring and share and eat and all of that, I had this, this negative thing just came over me. This, this just, I just felt negative. That's the best way to describe it. I just felt like the Bible talks about a spirit of heaviness. Just this kind of negative thing came, came on me. And the thoughts that were going through my mind was, oh, you, you missed it this morning. You didn't, your word wasn't, it, God didn't turn up. Your word didn't really have that much effect on people. You know, you, you didn't quite do what you wanted to do and say what you wanted to say in the way you wanted to say it. And, and just, you, you're, you're kind of, you failed, you missed it. And I just kind of, literally from that point, I kind of, and for the, re- and well into the day, I was just having these battles in my mind with negative stuff just negative, negative, negative stuff. And I kind of, we, you know, we did the whole bring and share and all of that, and I went home. I mean, I put on a smiley face, no one would have known, and, but I was just really discouraged, and I was kind of beating myself and, and just, you know, just being, just being negative towards myself as well. And so I went home. Um, we were just having food and stuff like that, and we kind of just went through most of the day and this negative thing, it wasn't just in my head, it wasn't just words in my head going through my head negatively, it was also just a feeling of just negativity and just down and just like, oh God, you know, what have I done? I've kind of missed it, this is just, it's just all gone wrong today, you know. And it was just, they're, they're lie, they were lies of the enemy, okay? Now, as I went through the day, I just kind of just accepted it and just kind of, I don't know, wallowed in my pity and just carried on with the day, you know, we're doing lunch and whatever, and, you know, with the kids and whatever. And then I went out to, I went out to the shops, because um, we had to grab something from the shops, and there's some shops just not too far across the road from us. So I walked to the shops, and while I was walking to the shops, I just thought to myself, do you know what? I'm just, I'm, I don't want to have this, I'm not having this anymore. I'm not having these thoughts anymore. I just, I, I feel this negative stuff, I'm just going to come against. I'm just going to come against this. I don't want to go through this any for one moment more. I'm not having this in my life. And as I walked to the shops, I just, I just said, "Do you know what? In Jesus' name, I come against all of these negative thoughts right now. All this kind of self, kind of criti- criticism and judgment and condemnation. I just break any sort of power right now in Jesus' name. Anything that's coming over me, anything that's weighing me down, anything that's bringing that kind of, that kind of negativity into my life, I just break it right now. I'm not having this in Jesus' name. Amen. And God, as God is my witness to you today, as I prayed that prayer, literally the second I finished praying that prayer, the whole negative thing just left. It just went like that, like that. In a moment, it just went gone. And I carried on walking to the shops, and I was like, this is, 
something's, this is weird. <laughs> I feel completely different. I felt like a weight had been lifted off of my shoulders. And I went to shops, came back, came home, and I was just like, wow, this is, this is, this is, this is powerful. This is different. Now, I'd, I'd experienced God doing things like that before, but it was kind of just a bit of a reminder that we do have, we are in a spiritual battle, and we do have an enemy that wants to come and bring condemnation, bring negativity, bring doubt, bring worry, brings trouble. And, And we have authority to speak to him and to speak to those thoughts and command them to go. And they go and they 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 obey you. And and you know I just I just took I took that and and I kind of thought to myself, do you know what I could have done that hours and hours ago and I would have been fine right now. But I didn't choose to do that. And I think sometimes we don't think to do that or we don't think to just come against kind of spiritual stuff that's coming against us and we just allow it to happen and we wallow in it and we just have a bit of a pity party and we kind of get negative about ourselves and or about other people or about situations or about circumstances or about work or kids or life in general and we just go through these kind of negative feelings and these negative emotions or whatever and we don't take authority over the source of that in our lives. And I want to encourage you today that God has given us authority over all the power of the evil one. And he's given us authority over every spiritual force and the power of every spiritual force that can come against us. And we have that right. Now, notice in this testimony, God didn't just come in for me and say, oh, there you go. Oh, there, there, Rohan. You're going through such a hard time. You're beating yourself up. Right, I'm just going to remove this thing for you. This demonic thing that's going on in your head or this spiritual stuff that's going on, I'm just going to come in and just move it out of the way for you so you can have a great day. God was like, no, I'm just going to let you sit there and you take your authority and you use it and you command this thing to go and I won't step in for you until you do what I've told you to do and what you've been taught how to do and what you know how to do and the anointing and the power of God that's already inside of me. Do you know what I mean? We, we have to use, it's like really what it was is something rising up in me. It's like the, the Jesus who's in us, the spirit of God that's in us, sometimes has to rise up against these things and command them to go. And we can, and I, I, I would encourage you, I would encourage you to just be aware of what goes through your thinking and your mind. I know we do a course, Battlefield with the Mind. Rachel, Rachel does it. She's not here this morning, but I think it's all about that. It's being aware of what goes through this, this head of ours, this brain of ours. And I would, I would say that anything negative that goes through here, you need to be careful of and you need to be thinking, okay, where is this coming from? Is this the spirit of God? Because I don't believe God's spirit is negative. God's spirit is positive. He will convict us of our sin and he will be gentle and loving in that conviction and say, I don't think this is the best thing for you to be doing right now or thinking right now. But actually, he's not negative and heavy and nagging and hate. Do you know, do you know what I mean? You, we need to be much more kind of discerning of what goes through our minds and what we replay in our minds and what we think about in our minds and the imaginations that we have and the things, the thoughts that go through here. And we need to be m- much more on the front foot of what the Bible says, taking those thoughts captive and bringing them into obedience to, to Jesus. And we've got, to be, we've got to be strong on that. 
because actually what you think about is often what comes out of your mouth and often is what you then end up doing. Your actions kind of follow your thinking. So we need to be much more, we need to be quicker and more alert in what goes through this mind of ours. Some of you might think, well, you know, if someone's done something wrong to me, I need to ju- you know, I've got a right to judge them and, and I've got a right to be negative about them or I've got a right to be, to be condemning about them and they shouldn't have done that and this. But actually, what does the Bible say? The Bible actually says to love our enemies, to, to pray for those that, that, the word kind of says, like, that despitefully use us to pray for our, for, for our enemies and to be loving and to be kind and to, to go the extra mile for people and to turn the other cheek. So that's what God's spirit's like. God's spirit is a spirit of positivity. He comes back in a different spirit, a spirit of love rather than a hatred and, oh, well, why should they, they shouldn't have done that and they shouldn't have said, do you know what I mean? So when, when negative stuff goes through here, think about the source is, is probably the enemy just stirring stuff up in our mind. And we need to just come against that and, cause, and tell the enemy to stop. Or sometimes it might be just our own thoughts, our own personal thoughts. And we need to just say, do you know what? No, 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 no. I'm not thinking like that about that person. I'm not thinking like that about this, this situa- situation or whatever's going on. And it's our responsibility uh, to, to almost, it's a, it's a battle. So it's waging war warfare against the enemy and taking authority and standing up in the authority that God's given us, it's our responsibility to be making sure what goes through here is actually what God wants to go through here. Positivity, positive stuff God, God brings. We need to, so in that situation, I was kind of beating myself up, condemning myself, but we, we often do that towards other people as well. We can be very condemning and judgmental and critical and analytical and, and just we can be resentful and bitter towards other people. And the enemy works in that massively. Whether, you know, I'm sure many of you mature believers here, you, you know that. But it's good to be reminded that the enemy loves to just get us to think negative of other people, negative of stuff, just just that, that hatred, anger, you know, all of that, that comes from him. And he loves to just release that through us and release it. And then it comes out of our mouths and we need to be careful what comes out of our mouths because I believe that actually when you're thinking about something, okay, that's negative and that's, that's, that's bad. But actually when you speak it out, that's when there's power released in that when you speak something out. There's power when you speak out something that comes from God's spirit but there's also power released when you speak out something that comes from the enemy's spirit. And we need to be careful what spirit is, is, is coming out of our mouth because we're releasing power when we do that. And there's power even when you're talking about someone behind their back, you're releasing something out in the spirit realm from the enemy when you're talking about people behind their back. That's why it, does, it says not to gossip and not to backbite and not to you know, speak negative of people. That's why it says that in the word because actually we're releasing is a demonic power to actually can bring people down when we're speaking negatively about it. It's, not, it's almost like you're cursing them. You're speaking bad stuff about them. They might not be anywhere near you. They might be on the other side of the world. It doesn't matter where they are. And we need to be careful because actually God gives us um, that authority in our, in our words. What, what, what our words are, they have power, don't they? 
and he gives us authority and we can speak the bad stuff out and we can speak good stuff out. And hopefully we're speaking out good things. And that's why he wants us to use our words to speak out positive things, good things, to pray. It's what prayer is all about, really. At its essence, it's about speaking out what God is, God's spirit is bringing us to speak out. What God's spirit is causing us to speak out, we're speaking that out, we're releasing that. And we're commanding things to change. We're with our authority. We're speaking positive things over people. We're encouraging people. We're building people up. You know, we're there for people. We're speaking out the word of God over our lives and over other people's lives. It's positive. And you know what? Every day we have that choice that God sets before us. He sets before us life and death. And he says, choose life. Choose life. So choose to think life about your, things of life about yourself. Choose to, to believe the word and, and believe that about yourself. Choose to speak life, release life, and not release death. Amen? So that was a little bit of a caveat before I start <laughs> the actual message. But um, I believe I really need to share that, and I believe that really should, I, I know that's going to speak to a lot of people here, and it's something to be reminded of more than anything else, because we can all kind of, we can all go through those, those self kind of condemning thoughts, and we can all do all of that stuff, but God's saying, you know, I've given you the right and the privilege and the, and the anointing to not wallow in that. Amen. So let's just have the first scripture. We're going to jump into everything about prayer. So this is James 5, 13 to 16. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith, say faith. Let's, let's just say that again. The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up, and if they have sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. And actually, that's the bit we want to focus on. So there's lots of prayer involved in that that little piece of scripture. But actually, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And that's us. So we're righteous here today, we're right standing with God. If, you're, if you've given your life to the Lord, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus here today. So you are righteous. You're right standing. If we just go to the next slide, this is um, a few different translations. So the prayer of a righteous man has great power to prevail. Amen. That's our prayer. Amen. And that's what we want to have. We want to have, when we pray, it has great power to prevail. Um, the New King James says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Many of you would have, would have heard that scripture. The effective and fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So the effective prayer, so we, we need to know how to pray. Fervent prayer, which means we keep going, we keep persevering in prayer. That fervency in prayer, um, has, it, it avails much, it lifts much, it deals with much, it changes much. It's powerful. It prevails. Um, that, last, uh, that last scripture, I think that's in the American Standard, New American Standard. Um, 
The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. So that's us. We're righteous people. God has made us righteous. And we have a power in prayer to change situations, circumstances, things going on in our lives, things going on around us. And we're going to just have a look at a bit more specifically how we do that. So if we flick on to that next scripture. So after, straight after that scripture in James, verse 17 says, uh, Elijah was a human being, and even as we are, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. And we're just going to look, we're going to just jump straight from there into the story of Elijah that, that was being referenced in, in James here. So we go to the next slide. So Elijah had just, many of you would know the stories of, with Elijah where he had called down, um, he had this confrontation with the prophets of Baal, and he called down fire from heaven. And then a little bit straight after that, he, um, he, he went to Ahab, and he said this to Ahab. It says, and Elijah said to Ahab, go, eat and drink, for there is a sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. Then the seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab. Hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rain started falling and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah and tucking his coat into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. So if you just go back to that first slide. So this is a story it was talking about in James where it said Elijah prayed and the heavens stopped and they, there was no rain that came out of the sky and then he prayed again and rain came. Now, sometimes in our lives we, and actually the same thing for Elijah here, Elijah was a prophet of God and he was used to seeing God do powerful, powerful things all the time and you can read through um, the Bible and see some of the, the miracles and signs and wonders that God did through Elijah. Now, Elijah was used to God, like just, just in the previous story, fire came down from heaven and, and all sorts of stuff happened. Now, Elijah was used to God answering immediately. When, when God said something and Elijah just did what God said, it was like an immediate answer just came. He would pray or he would speak or he would do something and God would just be like, bang, it happened. But in this case, Elijah went to the, heard something from God, because he heard something. You can tell he, he'd heard from God. He was a prophet who knew how to hear from God very clearly. Um, he heard something from God and then said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is a sound of heavy rain. Now, there physically wasn't rain in the area where Elijah was, but he could hear the sound, or, or he heard something from God saying that there is rain coming. So now, Elijah, dis, dis, well, I believe he was hearing from God. He bent down to the ground, put his face between his knees, and he prayed. 
So he, he went into a position of prayer. He postured himself in a position of prayer. And he told his servant to go and look and see if this rain is coming. So, he, he, so his servant went out seven times. He asked him to go out seven times. And it was like, nothing's coming, nothing's coming, until he saw the, a cloud the size of a man's hand. So Elijah knew what it was to pray, to posture himself, to position himself, to, to see God's answer come before he had even seen it. So he'd heard something from God, and then he postured himself in a position of prayer, and then he was like, go and check, go and check, go and check, until he saw the answer of prayer, to prayer, his prayer come, or he saw the answer to what God had said come. Now, sometimes I believe, and I, I'm guilty of this myself, how many of us, we hear something from God or we know something that God wants to do and we pray and then we don't see it immediately and we kind of pray a few times and then we give up maybe. Or we know in the word God's saying, I will do this in your life. Or we, we, we just know God, we want God to move something, do something in our lives. And we've had something from him that we know, okay, God's saying he is going to do this. But we pray a couple of times and then we don't see it happen. And we just say, oh, well, God's let me down. He's not going to do it this time. Do you know, Elijah, this man of God, knew that he had to stay in that position of prayer and keep praying, keep believing, keep looking to see the answer come, but he had to stay praying until the answer actually came. And I believe for us this morning, there's many things that, we, that go on in our lives, but I believe God wants us to continually pray and not give up and to persevere in prayer and not just pray a few times here and there and think, okay, God's let me down, it's not going to happen, but stay in a position of prayer. Now, that posture of prayer that uh, Elijah took was kind of, his, his head was in between his knees and we call that like a birthing position. But it was probably, an un- it's, it is an uncomfortable position and sometimes we've, God kind of needs to, how can I explain it? Sometimes it's uncomfortable to pray. It's uncomfortable in that, that season where you're expecting God to do something, you want God to do something, and you're waiting for the answer. Sometimes it might look like uh, you, you need to fast and pray, and that's uncomfortable. Sometimes you might need to, I don't know, get up early in the morning or get up in the middle of the night and pray. Or sometimes it's it's okay that you might need to be praying for a certain amount of time. You might need to be declaring things over and over again to see God move. But actually, it's that positioning and that posturing of ourselves, putting ourselves into God's hands and say, okay, God, you've said you want to do this, so I'm just going to do what you want, whatever you say to do, whether it's kneeling down, whatever you need to do, until I see this answer come. And God will give us instruction on how to pray, not just what to pray, but how to specifically pray to see this thing come. And that's what Elijah did here. Um, Let's have a look where I am in my notes. So our position and our posture is actually quite important. Where, almost in our, in our thinking as well, in our understanding. You know, this morning, Lucy got us praying um, and we, we kind of hit different areas of, of blockages that there can, there can be to seeing our prayers answered. And one of them was unbelief. And sometimes we've got to, God has got to work in us faith before we see our prayers answered. Sometimes he's got to break through our unbelief or break through our doubt 
and, and cause us to come to a position of faith to believe that God is going to do this before we see the answer take place. And that sometimes can be the delay. That can be the time frame is like God's actually got to work some things in us, get some truth into us, get us to a place where we're really believing and expecting and knowing that we know God is going to do this. And it's often when we get to that point, then it's like the release takes place. So sometimes that can be the, 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 you know, the time frame of actually from where God said he's going to do something to when he actually does it. And that's also, that's all about that positioning ourselves and that posturing ourselves. And, and often our prayers can, and, and the things that we want to see God do, they can take us on a journey with God where we go deeper with him, where we get, we get stronger with him, where we get more dependent on him. He takes us on this kind of journey with him. And then when we, we're at the right place at the right time and he's, he's got our hearts where he wants to get our hearts, then he's like, right, I'm going to release the answer to that. And that can be where some of you may be at. I don't know what's, what specific things are going on with you guys. But there can be, it can be a bit of a, a challenge when we're waiting for an answer to prayer and we're not seeing it. But God is actually going to work it out. And, you know, when Elijah saw, you know, his servant came back and saw, he said, I saw, I saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. You know, that Elijah, I believe Elijah continued to pray then. He didn't just give, stop and say, okay, great, God's going to come. God's going to do this now. I can get up. I believe Elijah continued to pray. When we see a bit of change, we need to continue to pray, continue to not give up and not just say, okay, right, he'll do it. We can chill out now. I can step back now. And God's just going to come through. It's like we continue to stay in that position. We continue to pray it right the way through until we actually see like the clouds, you know, the, the clouds opened up and um, the rain came. And then, you know, then he moved, then Elijah went, Ahab went. That was the actual birthing, the fruition of what he was praying for. And I believe we, when we see a small sign, that's an encouragement from God to keep going, keep pressing in, keep praying, keep our faith where it needs to be. Um, if we could just have the next scripture. Now, this is, a, this is a scripture we've spoke about before, and it's where God was encouraging, or Jesus was encouraging his disciples to continue to pray and to not give up. And right at the end of it, it says, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will I not give, will I not, Will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And actually, that was a story about uh, uh, a lady coming to a judge and asking this judge for justice. And this was Jesus telling this story to his disciples. And um, she kept coming back to him, coming back to him, coming back to him. And the judge eventually said, you know, I'll just give her what she wants because she keeps coming back, keeps persevering. Um, in, in, in fact, it says, you know, the judge said, you're annoying me so much, so you're there, just have what you're asking for. But actually, Jesus said, the, the Lord, the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? So that's us. We're his chosen ones. We're his people. We're the people that he's called and chosen. Will he not bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? And that's that persevering in prayer, that persistence in prayer, crying out to him day and, day and night. And, you know, in whatever God 
in whatever way God tells us to pray about whatever we're praying for, there might be a day and night continual crying out, continual coming to him. Um, but he will bring about justice for them. And he actually says there, he'll give us justice quickly. He'll not keep putting us off. So when we come back to him over and over again, we're not giving up. We're not just praying a few times and then not seeing the answer and then saying, okay, forget it. It's not going to happen. We keep coming back. Um, he will bring about justice for us and quickly. He will answer us. But however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And do you know what? Often I, I read this kind of passage of scripture and I used to separate I kind of well until the other day when I was just studying this through I would just separate that last verse because I always thought that last verse doesn't really fit the whole kind of the actual story Um, and I separate and say okay that's just something else Jesus is talking about when he comes back when his return when he returns he'll be looking for faith but actually he that's that Last scripture, verse 8, does actually link in to what he's saying there. I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And do you know what? All of what's been spoken about there comes down to faith. It comes down to whether we actually believe God is going to do this or not. Faith comes by hearing Um, and hearing by the word of God. So Elijah, like when he was praying, he heard something from God and he believed and he continued to to press in in prayer. But he had faith in what God had said. And this last verse here, I believe it's, it's saying that he's looking for faith. Before he answers us, when we're coming back to him day and night, and we're crying out to him day and night, he's looking for faith in that crying out day and night. He's looking for us to be, to, to believe him at what, he want, he, what, what we're asking him to do, which is what I just said to you before, that sometimes he's got he's to offer faith in us before he moves. He's got to create that faith in us before he moves. He's the author and perfecter of our faith, and he's looking, he's looking for faith. If we have a look at the next scripture... And this is all about faith. Early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly, they asked. Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, Not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So there's a few conditions there that I've highlighted in yellow. If you have faith and if you believe. There's the, you know, God often has conditions. In the promises that he gives us, there's, if, you, if you really read the promises, there's, there's conditional bits in there. But God wants us to have faith and not to doubt. And then we can see him move. And also he wants us to believe. And when we believe, we'll receive whatever we are, we're asking for in prayer. Sometimes it doesn't mean we'll receive it straight away. Um, sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. But 
When we have faith, we know that we know we have something from God and we know it's going to take place. Faith is kind of that, it's that assurance, isn't it? It's that confidence that we know God is going to do what he's asked, what he said he's going to do. And, and it's that there's, there's something on the inside of us when we have faith, when he's released faith to us, he's offered faith, something on the inside of us knows, there's a knowing God is going to do this. That's faith, really, when we know, then when we believe. So God wants to give us faith this morning, I believe. And, you know, as a response this morning, I want, I want us to just pray that he offers faith inside of us. So if there's something that we're believing God for, that we, that we might not see take place yet, or it's just something that's in our lives at the moment, or going on in our families, in our households, in our jobs, um, it, it could be any number of things. I believe that this morning God wants to offer faith. He wants to give us faith for that. And he wants to give us that rhema word for that situation. So the, the rhema word is that revealed word that God has given. He's revealed something to us to say this is going to happen. He's given us revelation that he is from his word or he's just spoken something into our hearts that we just know this is God is going to do this. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.